Guys, we were discussing how Matt Steele does not like All For You by Janet Jackson. I did Jackson. not say that at all. He started singing it. Yes. And then you were just like, oh, what a great song. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, you don't like it enough. And well, I was like, I, don't, I just said, yeah, it's a great song. Well, I don't know. How, do you, do you, how much do you like it? I mean, honestly, I don't think I've ever heard the full thing in full. Well, this is what I'm saying. This okay, is but something that doesn't mean I don't like it. That just means that I don't know it well. It's well, like if I haven't met a person yet, I don't know if I like them yet. Right. I, 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 you I just don't, don't know, know them. her. It's like Mariah. It's just like Mariah and JLo. Mariah doesn't know her. Well, I think that should be a good goal for our break coming up from two gay mats when we go on you know vacation go back home for a week two things like that is listen to the song all for you and i actually can give you some highlights from that album there's um come on get up i thought you were about to say i'm gonna give you some highlights from the song like oh. I, I love like i love like a minute 153 exactly what if i gave you like timestamps? like this run she does at this moment is great but it's also great because she samples luther vandross you know a I mean, I don't think this is outing him. I feel like he's been outed since. Hey, who was supposedly a gay man, which okay. we love. Guys, all old male singers are gay men. <laughs> <laughs> don't think that is true. That's not true, but, but like, it's fun to imagine. It's nice that both Luther and Whitney were with people of the same sex at some point in their lives, and they made such great music and great vocalists. It just tells the world queer people can sing. Can sing. <laughs> can sing. Guys, shocker. Queer people. Great artists. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome back to another Two Gay Mats podcast. It's Matt Steele. And it's Matt Palmer. And we are in the throes of December. Yes. Still, I am stressed. Matt Palmer is apparently not stressed I'm as happy. he told everyone on the live chat. Yes. He was like, oh, I just feel like we're just building up. We're just building up to Christmas. And yes. it's so exciting. And I'm so relaxed looking at the lights. And I'm just like, I feel like mine's not a build up. It's more of a countdown. <laughs> it's like you're counting down to like blast off or like counting down to the atomic bomb dropping. <laughs> I Either don't, or. I just feel instantly and automatically warmed by Christmas lights be they color or white I just see them around me and yes I have a lot of stuff to do I have a lot of day job work I have a lot of 2k match and I have music to make but even still I look at those lights I'm like can't be in a bad mood today because <laughs> ah, this is my time lights. of year this is my moment yeah and it's really and I feel like I sometimes imagine that people think oh he just loves Christmas because he's obsessed with Mariah these are just two separate things that happen to overlap really beautifully because sure. like as a child I was all about Christmas I was always about the family time that's the thing it's not even really about the gifts it's about the lights it's about the family that's the warmth the hot chocolate you're gonna put lights over family <laughs> no I put, I put lights and family in the same sentence I'm just describing it's, I'm not, set, about, it's not about the gifts it's and about I'm, the lights it's about about the lights, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just setting the scene. It's not an order sure. of importance, but I'm just saying. Well, you know, before anything, there was light. God said, let there be light Hello? before let there be family. And I think so, he was talking about Christmas, Christmas lights. lights. I think we all can agree that Christmas lights are really what started it all. Do you think God prefers Chris yes. uh, colored lights or white lights? I think he prefers them all. I okay. think he loves them all. I think he, you know, is, is, is spreading love. This is give love on Christmas Day. God loves all his creation. Absolutely. Look at us becoming suddenly a religious <laughs> channel. How did this happen? I don't know. We've gone so many different directions and it just started. Well, I mean, guys, I'm, just a spoiler alert. This is a slow <laughs> news week, so we might as well turn the conversation to religion. I mean, it's. I mean, there are lots of stories, but just the stories are like, 
Okay. Like, you know, yeah. generally we don't talk about like this person's dating this person, but when there's nothing else to talk about, that's all you can discuss. That's all you can really discuss so, is God. Yeah, it so all just comes back to God. Matt Steele. <laughs> yeah. How was your week? My week was very nice yes. again. Like I worked a lot. I did some fun things though. It was also like in December, I'm very much like, oh, I have to see people. I have to see people You've before the that. end of the year. Yes. And so I don't know why. Yeah. Because I it's not either. like there's like a, I always feel like, oh, well entering 2024, that's going to be a whole new era. I have to say bye to people in their 2023 era <laughs> when really there should be no pressure to do that. Absolutely. But anyway, so I, I don't know. I had lunch with my friend Arthur like Thursday morning. I uh, went to the dentist on Wednesday. Oh, great. That was a success. I love that. Uh, my dentist is really funny because he'll just like shout out things at me. Oh. And I don't know if they're good or bad. He'll he'll just be like, you grind? And I'm like, ah, uh, ah. Uh. And so when I hear that, I imagine him saying like, oh, your teeth look like you grind mm. therefore do you grind but when i'm just like i don't think so and he just goes okay is and he, i'm just like oh no he's actually just like asking me if i think i grind but i guess my teeth look fine because he's he, not saying they look bad but is he I asking while your mouth is open oh, and of he's course. like doing the cleaning that's always tough because it's like i can only interact with you so much during this segment of the meeting that we're having you know has a dentist ever asked a, a question when a person's mouth was closed no they literally really never that they don't understand like actually that's actually a joke in the golden girls like an ep- golden oh. girls episode um where like rose is doing an entire scene like with a dentist and like her mouth is open and she's chatting and the yes. dentist is talking back and then she rips the stuff out and she like says something to him and he's just like, I'm sorry, what was that? <laughs> um, <laughs> That's very funny. Classic writing, which you need to get into for but, 2020. But don't you think it's kind of cool that I was almost there myself? It's almost like the creators of the Golden Girls and the writers of that episode are like as much of geniuses as I am. Like we're kind of on the same wavelength if you think about it. I guess. Yeah. I guess you're like Christopher Lloyd wrote a lot of Golden Girls episodes. So maybe you and Christopher Lloyd have a lot more in common artistically than you thought. Maybe. I couldn't pick him out lineup. Christopher Lloyd? Was he the old man in Beginners? Big, no. <laughs> Who was that? That's Christopher Plummer. Oh, okay. Well, then, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Christopher Lloyd's Back to the Future. Oh, like, yes. Taxi. Yes. Sure, you know. yes. I could pick out Back to the Future. Yes, sure. Not Taxi. Um, anyway, so, and uh, spoiler alert, my teeth are great. Good. Uh, the dentist <laughs> was just like, these are great. You have beautiful teeth. And I was like, thank you. It took a while to get to the compliment, but that's yes. okay. Um, I saw a piece of cinema with my friend Corey on mm. Wednesday as well, which I will talk about later. I saw a couple pieces of cinema that we'll talk about later. Great. Um, my friend Derek had a birthday party. Um on Friday and that. so happy I got birthday, to do that. Derek. happy birthday Derek yes. well, his birthday's actually Tuesday but you know people you know, early birthday I yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like why don't we celebrate on Tuesday I don't know but whatever um and so we had a Korean barbecue mm. and you know I don't eat that much meat yeah but it was very much like a, you put the meat in the center of the table and Absolutely. cook it yourself and everything and so I had a lot of meat and yeah. so a lot of meat and a lot of rice how did it land with you it you know it's still landed <laughs> it's still in there and I'm just okay. like Ooh, you know it's- I'm not a huge it's been a day or two, right? Oh, it sure has, hasn't it? <laughs> okay. Um, but you know, and also there were like another other Christmas things that I did. So yes. a lot of cookies were consumed, mm. and so it's all it's all settling in like thick earth, like clay. Okay. You know, all right. You know, and so um, I don't need any more detail. You know, <laughs> I you know it's a slow news week, so we yes. have to talk about what's going on in my insides. Um, but yeah, no, it was nice. That's it, good. Was, it was a nice week. How about you? What did you do? Uh, my week was good. Uh, this weekend, uh, Jackson's friend, who he knows from several writing conferences, uh, who lives in Portland, came and visited us. And so we showed him around, and that was lovely. He got in on Friday, and we stayed up late and chatted. And then on Saturday, we went to the Huntington Gardens, mm. which uh, was very fun. It's very beautiful. And it's impressive to me that even when we're in the like wintry months, that like the Huntington Gardens can still look gorgeous. And like all of the flowers, the plants, a lot of them, even like the, you go to the desert area, 
expensive and the cacti are looking great and the roses still still up and at them and I'm Girl. like roses don't really do this but it's like good for y'all okay but it's it's LA it's know, true LA. but like our roses out in the front of our garden are nowhere to be found okay but they have like professionals uh, that's like true pumping yeah. chemicals into those roses but I'm impressed but I the, so I was very impressed with how everything was looking at the Huntington Gardens but yeah. also uh, Jackson had hurt his Lig- the lig- ligament in his ankle a few months ago and he's still dealing with that and so the Huntington Gardens requires a lot of walking around mm-hmm. and uh, so he was going to be on his crutches and in lieu of being on crutches they were like oh we well, can actually uh, if you leave your driver's license up here we can rent you a uh, a wheelchair oh yes and so he was happy to do that but the wheelchair was very manual uh-huh. and very manual and kind of requiring of someone to push Oh, and like so, you mean a loving boyfriend? A loving boyfriend who was very happy, but it's like there are a lot of grounds at the Huntington Gardens, a lot of hills up and down. A lot and of so, pe- pebbles. A lot of pebbles. Got. And he yeah. wanted to go off-roading at moments. I'm like, no, we're staying on the path. <laughs> like, you don't need- oh, Hey, babe, well, I have an idea. Let's- While I'm sitting here, why don't we go off-roading? And I'm like, pass. Like, no, it's going to be, it's just like, it was a lovely day to see flowers, but it also was like a big workout for me. And so it's like, who is going to play well, me? Show, show the people your arms. I mean, my arms do look good, but I just do wonder who's going to play me in the biopic. Because when you think Think about it. Mm. Jackson's injury has affected me most negatively. Well, now it needs to be an actor with big arms. That's true. So, like, we need, uh, like, Michael B. Jordan, mm. someone with a jacked body. Yes. It's like, who is this person? Oh, it's someone who pushes their boyfriend around. <laughs> it's true. All the, on, you know, rugged uh, uh, terrain. I know. Off-roading was not easy. But that was a lovely beginning of the day. And then uh, we went to our friends, Brian and Blythe. Uh, we went to their house for their annual uh, White Elephant. Oh, how was it? I didn't get to go I to that. Know. It was very fun. It was a lot of children roaming about because... Because, you know, the, there's are straight couples that are having kids that they're our, our age, I guess. <laughs> and we are not yet. Um, and But it was so lovely. And, you know, I, we wound up with things that we very much enjoyed. We got like a, a a pack of hot cocoa mixes and hot cocoa bombs, which I didn't realize was a thing. It's like if I guess mm. you warm up the water, warm up the milk and just throw the hot cocoa bomb, you'll just have a lovely cup of hot cocoa right after. Yeah, it like melts. Yeah, and, it just melts on its own. And, yeah, then, and there's like, uh, what's it called? Marshmallows inside. Yes. They like pop up and it's like magic. I'm excited to use those apps. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and it's, oh, go ahead. No, oh, and then I just also, we ended up with uh, a gift that I brought and that people like weren't caring enough about. And I could like have stolen something that was like kind of fine. But I was like, I saw a holiday cookbook or holiday um, cocktail book oh. and people were not paying enough attention to it. And I was like, well, babe, I want it. I bought it. If you guys aren't going to appreciate the holiday cocktail book that I res- I bought for this party, I'll be taking it home because it needs a nice home. That's a great white elephant strategy. Hello? Just buy something that you want for yourself and fight to the death. <laughs> I didn't, it. and the thing is, it wasn't like I walked in with like a signed Mariah Carey vinyl. Like this is something that people could have wanted. Yeah, but they, you know, this is a different kind of group. There was a lot of fighting over like you know Star Wars and Star Trek, sure, comic book things that like were not really our thing. Um, I, I went. I'm going to a White Elephant thing at the thing I'm going to after this podcast, mm-hmm. and my thing that I got, I always get from like the one of the Japanese stores that's like buy me like something cute, very cute. Um, and so I got a Hello Kitty um plushy, uh, what's it called? clutch purse. Oh, that's nice. It's like super cute. That's so I'm like cute. hoping everyone fights over it. Everyone, I mean, I don't want to brag, but like people at, you know, the white elephant parties at my work parties usually like fight over my gifts. Oh, that's good. Well, you also are playing with like, what? 20 year old? A little younger. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, but yeah. no, it's, it's my friend Alicia who is like in her 40s and she's yes. just like, I fucking want that. <laughs> well, good. I hope it happens for you tonight. Uh, Fingers crossed. And then we also went straight after that to another white elephant 
event, which it was a really white elephant. It was our friend, this uh, Natalia and Eric, who I believe you have met. I have, um, yeah. And so they just had a holiday party that was very fun, very lovely. But then before the party, we stopped off at Albertsons, and then my key fob on my car stopped working, which has never happened in a car that like didn't have like a readily accessible key because it's like one of those cars that you just like put the keys in and start it. So it's like it was very important that the fob work. We had to get oh. batteries. It just it was a lot of back and forth and uh, replacing the battery in a mini car fob is not as easy as one would like. Oh, sure. I needed like a mini uh, screwdriver to do. It just was like a bit of a headache. So walking into the party, I was very that's tightly so sc- wound. That's so scary. So there's no like uh, key, real key option? There, as someone who's never had a key fob before. Right. There <laughs> like, is, but it's like you have to go through so much work to get into the car with just the key. And you do. there's no way to turn the ignition. You have to like do a um, whole nother thing to get the car to start without the battery of the fob. So it just was like more involved than I would have liked it to be. And I was looking up a lot of YouTube videos about how to run a uh, Mini Cooper, you know, sitting there preparing to go into a second holiday party. So it just was like that, I will give you, was a stressful holiday moment. That's something stressful that will only happen in December when you're in the middle of all this shit. You're like, of course, (laughs) the key fob is not going to work. This is why my car... Not only does it not have a key fob, it has no power windows, no power locks. That's how you like it. You like keep it simple. Keep it simple. Because you know what happens when you have a power window? It breaks. <laughs> my it window breaks. is never broken. And also my window is never down. <laughs> so like I have, I have no reason to, for power windows because like it's never down. Though I do, I mean, obviously I lock my car. That's but I, good. <laughs> whenever someone's in my car with me, which is honestly pretty rare, I always have to be like, lock my door. I know. Lock my door. I remember that. When they that. leave, I'm like, lock my door. I remember that from riding with you. Because for me, it's like, oh, we just press the lock button. No. no. This is manual. We are rugged men of the earth. Oh. We are locking our own doors. Oh, I don't think of my feel the calluses on my hands. I don't. I it's don't. from manually locking <laughs> my doors. That's really amazing. I know it <laughs> what is. What a man it? you are. Should we jump into the news radiance? Let's jump in. So, Amy Robach and TJ Holmes, who now have a podcast, by the way, these are the two. Um, ABC uh, newscasters, I don't even remember if they were on Good Morning America or what, but they uh, were cheating on their spouses with each other, and then there was a big uh, blowback against them, and so they were unceremoniously fired from their ABC jobs. When was this? I remember this happening, but I truly have no concept of when it could have been. It could have been, like... Five months ago, it could have been like three years ago. I think it's in between. In my head, I want to say it was a year ago. Okay. Right? Okay. So they started their own podcast because I feel like, you know, even though I felt like we were kind of late to the podcast game and it's been like four years or something since we've had this podcast, literally everyone and their mother has a podcast now. I'm like, but why? Like, what do you have to talk about? Like, and I guess if you have a lot of eyes on you and you want to monetize that in one way or another, start a podcast to do it. But like, I see Rachel Levis from Vanderpump Rules won't go back to the show, but she'll start her podcast right as the new season's about to air. And I'm like, girl, what else do we want to hear about Scandaval from you? You already sat down with Bethany and told us everything, but whatever. Amy and TJ, uh, they were the two that were on TV, were taken off because they were cheating on their spouses with each other. And apparently their former spouses have fallen in love and they are now dating. This is exactly what happened with Shania Twain and her, I don't know, now boyfriend or husband. She was married to Mutt Lang for, I want to say a decade, if not more. And uh, he cheated on her with her best friend who was also married. His name was Mutt? His name is Mutt. (laughs) His name is Mutt still legally? It is still legally Mutt. He, you know, produced... um, Oh, Mud. No, Mutt. Mutt. Okay, that's what I thought. <laughs> yeah, Mutt okay. is right. Mutt, okay. Mutt produced um, You and I uh, with Lady Gaga. He oh. also did Don't Let Me Be the Last to Know with uh, Britney Spears. Okay, he, ta- talented. 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 But 
evil. <laughs> and so I do like that Amy and TJ's exes are doing the Shania thing of like, well, fine, we've both been through this heartbreak. We know how this public humiliation feels and no one else gets it like we do. Why don't we, to quote Amory, why don't we fall in love? And they did. I so. love that. Guys, The Beyonce lied when she said best revenge is your paper. The best revenge <laughs> is sleeping with your ex's ex. <laughs> Okay, not sleeping with. They're in love and like dating. It's not just falling in love with your ex. (laughs) Force that love to happen. Good for them. I mean, it's nice for them. I'd like to see a happy ending and maybe they will be, you know, I hope all of the the new couples are better couples than the previous couples ever were. Yeah. You know, Um, but I don't need a podcast from either couple. Well, sure. (laughs) But did they like meet beforehand? Like, did they know each other beforehand? I don't think so. That would be kind of fun. That would be fun. I mean, maybe they went on double dates. Who knows? I mean, I'm saying I don't want a podcast from either of them, but now I do want to (laughs) know. I know you're like, I don't want to hear their story. I but don't, wait, I but if anyone know. knows if they've been on a double date before and like they met in that way, just tell us in the comments so I don't have to listen to it because I am curious about that. But, you know, we love love, especially during the holiday time. So congratulations. Yeah, I to hope everyone's happy. Andrew Shu and Marley Feibig. Icons. Feibig. Huh. That's a last name. Um, okay. Next up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, did you see the, the Jonathan Major story gets... Sadder and sadder and darker and darker. I feel like the um, his lawyer who like put out something bad prior to the case has also now released some new damning text messages that mm. seemingly confirm that there was physical violence on Jonathan's end. To What's his this ex- lawyer doing? I don't know what he's doing. Okay. And so if you want to read about that, that's available on the Internet. I don't want to get too far into it because I feel like between like the ditties and there's just been a lot of dark domestic violence related news and I don't really want to go down that path. One thing that I just think is odd is the fact that Jonathan Majors with his ex who, you know, just for context, this is not really about that, but just something to note, she was a white lady, but he was demanding while they were together uh, that she behave like Michelle Obama or Coretta Scott King, which to me feels like, are you casting yourself as Barack Obama and or Martin Luther King in this relationship, in the culture, even as much as like the, the peak popularity of Jonathan Majors? I wasn't putting him with MLK. Like, was he putting <laughs> I mean, himself there? I think there are very, very, very few people, if any, that you could put with MLK. And Jonathan Majors ain't one of them. Well, my sort of curious thing that I'm wondering about is just kind of like, how does one act like Coretta Scott King? Like, know. like I don't know. I, I, I've seen her on in video before and everything, yes. but it's not like it's like such a like distinct like personality. It's yes. not like she had like a Georgia Engel type voice where it's like, oh, that's it's not like a Carol Channing type right. voice where it's like, oh you are the only person on earth who sounds like this you know like how does one act like maybe like maybe just like in sort of like he wanted her to banter with him like as if he was this person she he she was like like pumping him up like think, to be this like a that, supportive wife I think a supportive wife who uh, in the Martin Luther King case not the Michelle Obama case maybe turns a blind eye to anything that is you know because I, the, the talk is that MLK did, you know, did, was maybe not the most faithful husband. We saw husband. Selma. We, we saw, saw Selma. Selma. And so Great maybe movie. his thought is like everything in your life should be about protecting me or mm. like be, being a good wife or girlfriend to me. Like, uh, protecting my legacy. My legacy. Like, yeah. But babe, you were not protecting your legacy with your actions. Let's be serious because the Jonathan Major's legacy now is kaput. 
that's such a, an interesting, like sort of like savior complex, like that guys have and create for themselves. Yes. Like, like you ain't all that. I like, know. It's like, and like, the, the, don't you want to be humble? Like, right. like the, like the thing that like Martin Luther King and like Barack Obama, like did so much of was, they were just like, we are just men. Right. We, like we need to be humble and everything. Yes. Like, so be more like them in that. Way. I know. And it's one of those things where it's like, as, as queer men, gay men, I feel like we deal with an insecurity that like, at least from the outside looking in straight men do not and like mm-hmm. th- a lot of that is negative like we should not be as queer people so hard on ourselves and like I don't, I don't think that it's that's what we do I think gay men are just very sort of like observant of how people act in society sure because like we as we grew up we had to be observant of how we walked yes. through society yes. and so I think we are just kind of like more aware of like how people act and their own insecurities and so therefore we are more aware of ours and right. so we can be a little and when you're more aware of stuff you can be a little more self-deprecating absolutely self-critical you know yeah. and I feel like some of that is good I feel like ha- having that context is good it can veer into like looking in the mirror and like having body dysmorphia believing you're seeing something that's not there but I think a touch of it could be nice because to me, the straights, straight <laughs> men sure. look in the mirror and I swear every fucking time they're like, God, they George Clooney. They see a glow as if they are God. <laughs> and as a bo- God podcast, <laughs> we, know, we know who God is and it ain't you. It okay? is not random straight man on yeah. the street. But that includes you, Jonathan Major. So it just was an odd quote that I thought we should discuss because why, 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 why? Why? Um, and speaking of someone that I didn't want to talk about again, apparently 50 Cent is producing a documentary on the Diddy allegations. Um, what? Yes. 50- Why would, is he producing a documentary about like, I would assume like maybe they were friends. I, the thing is, I don't know if they were friends. I don't know if like they were feuding. I don't know if there's a personal distaste that 50 Cent yeah, has. I, I don't know Diddy. what their I don't know the history of their they're relationship. They're in the same industry. So I figured like, oh. You'd think. But yes, 50 Cent's production company will be releasing a documentary about Sean Diddy Combs about the numerous sexual assault allegations against him and all proceeds will go to victims of sexual assault and rape uh, 50 Cent announces I think that is great Um, I just I guess I don't know their history enough to know whether this is a completely um, selfless move like are you really just doing this to highlight the victims of what they've been through which I think is a beautiful thing absolutely is there a personal vendetta happening there I don't if someone could tell us send us an email if there's a history between Diddy and 50 Cent that I don't know about but I am glad that much like the R. Kelly documentary that came out it's like seeing these victims of sexual assault be taken seriously giving them space and time to tell their own stories especially as black women I think is important and and uh, I think, of course, this is going to do good, more good than harm just to, so that those stories can be out there and people can have their voice heard. I just wonder if there's any relationship between 50 Cent and Diddy. Yeah. You know? Imagine like having such a vendetta against someone that you're just like, you know what I'm going to do? I mean, I mean, at least it's something that's based in good. It's like he sure. could have been just a petty nonsense. Like I'm going to shit post about this and like sure. not really take the victims into account. So if we're going to maybe be petty, this is there's a positive side to this. I mean, that's that's if it's something petty, then that's pretty petty. <laughs> petty and positive. I'll petty take better than just like petty for petty's sake. Sure. So I could be wrong about that, but it, it does feel like there's got to be a personal. That's a great sprinkle. idea. If I get mad at you for something and we have a feud or whatever, I'm going to like produce a documentary about the worst. I mean, I can't think of what the worst thing you ever did. That's the thing. But like, I will find something. I will hire investigators and filmmakers. I mean, what are you going to get? You're going to get like mean comments I made on the Friends of Mariah message board back in like 2006. I'm sure they were real bitchy. (laughs) I'm sure they were bitchy. There were people probably talking shit about uh, Stay the Night. And I was like, fuck you. Yeah. (laughs) You leave Stay the Night alone. Stay the Night. I'm going to interview 
those people. Those I mean, people that I told to fuck off about fuck Save off about Save the Night. Oh, absolutely excellent. Uh, and more relationship news. Apparently, Lupita Nyong'o and uh, Joshua Jackson have confirmed their relationship. Joshua Jackson just recently, I believe, announced his separation and or divorce from Jodie Turner-Smith. Um, it was probably I, like three months ago. Was that three maybe? months ago? Yeah. It seems quick, and it's like... Does Lupita Nyong'o know Jodie Turner-Smith? They're all actors in the acting world. I, I mean, obviously, they will be a beautiful couple, but I just want, I hope all of the, I hope Jodie is okay. Because I think yeah. Lupita's ex, like, maybe publicly cheated on her, like, was not good to her. And I don't know what happened with Joshua Jackson or Jodie Turner-Smith, but I have no reason not to like Jodie. I just want everyone to be happy. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, so I like all three of them. Happy for the holidays. So I hope everyone's happy for the holidays and, and feeling good. Yes. Yeah, but it's nice to know that, like, people are, like, breaking up and getting back, getting together with yeah, people. Yeah, finding new, there's life after love, like Cher said, which by the way, I just for the first time at Natalia's party heard some of the songs from the new Cher Christmas album. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're great. Oh, great. <laughs> I was like, this does sound like, you know, believe with a uh, a jingle bell on it. But isn't that what we want? Like, we want a big dance mix that she says the word Christmas during it. And that's what we're getting. It oh, my God. At work today, I heard the most R&B version of Jingle Bells you mm. will ever hear in your entire life. And I, I was like, that. this is something. <laughs> this is something. I mean, I have my mom loves the uh, Four Tops cover of Silent Night with Aretha Franklin on it. And I will say, like, the first minute and a half, it's like, None of this is the melody. Like, I love all involved, but this is not the melody. And, um, you know, it's great. <laughs> Happy holidays you know to what, us guys? all. It may be ridiculous, but when it's great, it's great. In Matt Steele news, uh-huh. the SAG AFTRA members have ratified the new three-year contract. And I feel like there was a lot of back and forth about this, at least on Instagram. I was seeing posts about people being like, don't sign this. It doesn't mm. have enough pre- uh, protections from AI. And then some people being like, no, actually do fucking sign this. We want to get back to work. So I didn't know what the real consensus of uh, SAG-AFTRA's members was, but apparently 78.33% of the ballots were in favor of the November 8th tentative agreement with the AMPTP. Yeah, and if I, like, I was very shocked at how, like, big that, like, gap was between people voting for it and people voting against it, because, like, if you had been online as a SAG member seeing what people were saying, um, it seemed very, very, like, split and, like, very, very close. So, I mean, you know what? I'm happy to go back to work. Yes. I hope everything works out okay. Yes. I'm I'm just ready to be back on board. Yes. Yeah. And I feel like it's one of those things that's just going to highlight uh, when there's anything that feels really close or really mm-hmm. one-sided on social media. Maybe in real life it's less so, you know? Sure. You know. Um, I mean, I feel like if, not to bring it back to something dark, but if we learned anything from 2016... Don't listen to pollsters. (laughs) You've got to just go out and vote and never don't think that everything's going to be okay. And you can just run to the Apple store because no one will be there because that's what I did. And then I came home to Matt Steele in the fetal position on the couch watching the returns. Yeah, you had to bring it back to that day, I mean, didn't you? I know I'm trying the to keep it positive. The darkest day of my life. I know I'm trying to keep the, it positive. The day where I was literally the entire night just being like, where's Matt Palmer? Where's Matt Palmer? I was at the Apple store. I'm alone in my apartment and this is going down. And I remember uh, a friend that I will not name. Didn't they call you? And they were like, oh my God, it's really not looking good for Hillary. Isn't that weird? And I was just like, please don't. Because if there's one thing I fucking hate doing in general, it's FaceTime. And so in the middle of all of it going down, yes. as I was like, my like world was crumbling and yes. I was so like devastated. It wasn't even like I was devastated. It was like, it was, I felt like I was dreaming. Yes. Like it felt like I was in a nightmare. Yes. And my friend just like FaceTimed me and he was just like, oh, that's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. And I'm like, if there's one thing I don't need right now, yes. it's like you like. Yeah. Like, is just, this helpful? Is this, this is not helpful to it's me. Helpful. All I need is to go for a walk. Yes. <laughs> yes. When I came back home, I do think that was the lowest I've ever seen you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> 
But hey, then we got to spend 2020 election results together. Oh, that was great. And that was great. And the thing is, I feel like you, did Jackson stay up with you? You stayed up all night. I stayed up night. all night. I and went to bed at 6.30 in the morning. I woke up in the middle of the night and was like, let me go and check and see how things look. And I looked at it and then I was like, this looks a little weird. But then I heard them say, and they haven't counted the mail-in ballots. I was like, oh, I'm going to bed. <laughs> yeah. The mail-in ballots are so going to be for fucking Biden. I'm not worried about it. And um, yeah, so Matt Palmer and, ja- and you and Jackson went to bed. Yes. And I was like, I'm just going to stay up and watch. And like literally, and Every hour I was like, I should go to bed now. No, I'll stay up another hour. And I yes. just kept watching and it kept getting better and better and better. And then like Wisconsin like flipped or whatever. And so it was like 530 in the morning and I just see Matt Palmer come out of his bedroom. And Matt Palmer was just like, I, I looked at Twitter. <laughs> Apparently it's good. And we like danced around the living room at we like 530 in the morning real quietly. Yes. Um, and then he went back to bed. Yes. And I stayed up for another hour and a half. And Next year's going to be our first uh, election night in a long time that we will not be together. Oh. I mean, I guess we could have like an election night party, but not if it's close. It's <laughs> if it's close, we all need to be close to a bed. Because you know when I get upset. I take to the bed. Oh, see, but when I get upset, I need another person. Like mm. I need a person there. And so I can have Travis there. Yes. Yeah. It'll be fine. Travis will be able to. It'll be fine, guys. It'll Everyone fine. vote. Thank Everyone you. Everyone vote. Uh, Taylor Swift is Times Person of the Year. I read the article. It was interesting and good. Um, I kind of love the cover of her just with the cat over her. Yeah. Like it's love, really fun. Yes. That's really great. And um, congratulations to Miss Taylor. I don't know if she'd been named Person of the Year before. Very good. Oxford's uh, word of 2023 was Riz. What? Which is the shortened version of charisma. It's like, oh, do you have Riz? Like, can you like pick up people that you're trying to date? Like, because with your charisma. And I feel like for the past several years, it's like, these are now just words that I'm too old to use. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. a TikTok teen. I can't use Riz in a sentence and not look like a fool. Yeah. So... That was a part of like becoming an adult that I was like, I I know what this word means. I can see it in context. I don't think I can use it because I'm too fucking old. People can use it about me all they want. I will allow allow you to say any positive thing you want. Would you consider yourself someone who has res? Could you like, I would absolutely. But (laughs) would I say that out loud in that way? No. But could you pick up a guy? Like you're at, you're at a a bar. Clearly I can't. (laughs) (laughs) No, that you were just on a date last, you know, last week you were telling us how you were on a date. Oh, I was. You were. So that is not, not to say you can't like, but I just haven't seen it in action. I think if someone were to come up to you, you are very good at turning it on. Oh, baby, baby, baby. If but, I, 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 there's one thing I know how to do, it's turn it on. But do we, but you you think you were not someone who would go up to someone else. You're not good about that. I'm not great at it. Well, it depends on the setting. Like, yeah. if, like if it's a, because I don't drink yeah. and, and I'm not like, I'm not like myself in like a bar setting. Yes. Like I don't enjoy myself really at a bar right. um, or anywhere where there's like loud music playing. And I'm like, hi, I can't hear anything that's going on. Mm. Um, So like, I'm not. I, when I'm at one of those places, I'm not in the mood to like start up a conversation totally. with a new person because I'm just like, I won't be able to hear them anyway. So right. that's the point. But if it's in like a situation, like a location where I feel comfortable and yeah. like um, happy, then yeah. like, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to talk to anyone. Right. I'm pretty okay at starting a conversation. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm real good at ending a conversation. <laughs> Like just going and going and yeah, going. Yeah, no, keeping it going. No, you got that. Oh, keeping down it going. Path. I am a race horse. <laughs> I think that's beautiful. Yeah. Congratulations on that. Do you see that Ashanti's pregnant? That's great. She and Nelly are having a baby. It is uh, her first child after rekindling her romance with Nelly. Um, 
And I believe he he has a daughter and a son from a previous relationship, but it'll be Ashanti's first child. I think that's so exciting. And like, you know, it's kind of like uh, the benefit of this year. It's like, look at this couple that used to be together. We remember from when we were young and now they've found each other again. It's beautiful. And if Ashanti wanted a baby, I'm glad she's having one. You know, I never knew that they were together before and I never knew they were together now, (laughs) but I'm happy for both of them. You didn't? No. Oh, I knew that. I had no clue, but I'm happy for them. They seem like great people. I'm very happy for them as well. Well, in sadder news, did you see that uh, Britney's dad, Jamie, had a leg amputated? I saw that, Apparently this happened last month after five surgeries proved unsuccessful in containing a massive infection. And then um, the talk of TMZ is that despite all of this, Britney Spears um, is not open to a reconciliation. Okay. You know, which I respect Britney's wishes. Uh, I hope Jamie has a healthy uh, time, rest of life, you know. Mm. Um, and I, you know, hate to hear that someone's going through a hard time. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. I wish them all the best. Wish everyone all the best. Wish everyone all the best. Mostly Brittany. But, well, you yeah. know. You know, I don't want to see that happen I don't want to see a, anything happen badly to someone, even if I read that book and got mad at them. Sure. Yes. Very mad at them. Yes. Because it was cruel and Mad awful. forever. Mad <laughs> forever. Some would call it mad forever. Yeah. Uh, I love this mostly because this story spread like wild, wildfire and it came from a podcast I listened to. So I listened to Bitch Sesh, which is a Real Housewives podcast that's been on for a long time. And they recently just moved over to being like behind a paywall for all their episodes. Mm-hmm. So like if you're listening to it, you have paid money to listen to it. And. And at the end of an episode they had with our friend, Danny Pellegrino, who's been on this podcast before, uh, Danny asks, he's like, hey, I know you're in the remake, like the Santa Claus's uh, reboot that's now a TV series on Disney+. Plus. The show is so bad, but your scene is my favorite. Like, what was it like working with Tim Allen? And Casey's quote, which has since now spread to variety. It is all over the internet. And Casey really believed that people wouldn't like tell people about this really (laughs) Tim Allen was such a bitch (laughs) it was the truly single worst experience I've ever had with a co-star ever um the happy endings actress added that she had buried this story before uh, because a producer of the show is a great friend and because her children loved the movies. So I'm in a scene. It's just me and Tim Allen and I'm supposed to throw things at him. I think he's a burglar. So he's coming down the chimney, obviously as Santa and I've woken up to thinking there's an intruder, basically like a home invasion scene. So I'm throwing things at him. He goes over to a producer who's standing four feet away from me and goes, I hear him. He goes, you got to tell her to stop stepping on my lines. The producer turns to me with horror on his face and has to walk one foot to me and he goes, "Um, Tim would like to ask that you stop stepping on his lines lines everybody was walking on eggshells people looked frantic when he was done he was so fucking rude he never made eye contact never said anything it was so uncomfortable what's so great about Casey Wilson <laughs> is she and you know like actors like we're all like we're like you know we do give our opinions yes. about stuff and everything but like we do try to like be polite and everything absolutely and I've sat next to you while you did it of course <laughs> yes and so um but Casey Wilson really just if she has an opinion on something she will fucking say it and like remember that time you told me I didn't I've never listened to the podcast but you told me when she uh they were talking about Hamilton she's like oh my god I got these tickets to Hamilton and I was expecting to like it and I hated it <laughs> and then the time where like she was talking about <laughs> Michelle Williams in uh in Fosse Verdon. Oh, was that her? God, was and her. and uh, Michelle Williams is like objectively like incredible in Fosse <laughs> Verdon, like one of the best TV performances that I've ever seen. And she's just like, I was watching it and I didn't know what she was doing. <laughs> 
It's like, you know what, so, Casey Wilson? You know, okay. She, she loves giving the opinion, but I do feel like this has probably gotten bigger than those other two stories combined. <laughs> and so I listened to the follow-up podcast this week. She did not even say Tim Allen's name. Aww. She just said... This has been a tough week for me. (laughs) And I (laughs) didn't realize that I really didn't think people cared what I thought or said about anything. And I will find the person who leaked this to Variety. (laughs) Just like, oh no, poor Casey. Well, I mean, like, even though it's behind a paywall, like, it doesn't mean that, like, people are going to be like, ooh, this is a secret. But my thought is, and I can say this from outside the film industry, we all know Tim Allen's a piece of shit, right? Like, this isn't news. Like, I felt like it had been well documented that he was an asshole. That is, he's become a little curmudgeon I mean, a little. Like, he's a monster. That was my thought. That was my understanding. So I, I guess the blowback is surprising to me. Because uh, I heard that and I was like, oh, yeah, that tracks. I, I, it was like when I saw the boob thing, when Janet's boob came out of the Super Bowl and I was watching it live. And I was like, huh, that was weird. And, like, didn't have a second thought. Sure. I never know what's going to blow up and become a thing. Sure. Same when Ashley did the little hoedown dance when she you was were just like, you know, oh, I guess something like messed up with her track. Malfunction. Well, because you, who were, you know, in the industry. Yeah. You, you were, as a teenager, you were you were just like, oh, yeah, people lip all the time. Hello. Hello. It's not, it's not news, but apparently yeah. this was news. Guys, real singing isn't real. <laughs> it is real. Some people really sing. Oh, by the way, I didn't even put this news story on. Did you see at MSG, Mariah Carey goes through the, her concert of uh, the same concert that I saw, Merry Christmas one and all. She skips out Santa. Mm-hmm. And people are like, wait, what's happening? What's happening? Ariana Grande had reposted like an Instagram of Mariah napping before the show. And everyone's like, wait, what's happened? What's happened? Mm-hmm. She brings out fucking J-Hud and fucking Ariana. Ariana Grande has not been on a fucking stage in years, in mm-hmm. at least two years. And she comes out for the Queen of Christmas herself, Mariah Carey. They do an incredible version of their uh, remix to Osanta. And I just... I mean, I'm like, someone was filming that, right? Like, professionals were filming that. Like, I need a live video of this performance. Also, this wasn't Mariah's last performance at MSG. Are they coming back for other performances? I just need to know how it all went down. Maybe they are filming something, like, to release. Wouldn't you think? Sure, I mean... But we need to be focusing on All I Want for Christmas is You and getting that to number one. Sure. But, oh, Santa having number one as well would be great. But it just was, like, so incredible. Like, I can't believe we've gotten to the point now that we're seeing Mariah Carey and Ariana Grande on stage together. And Mariah not only acknowledging her, referring to her as a Christmas angel, calling her Ari. It's like, are you two friends? Like, friends. This is... When is a, like, collab out happening? I, I need... Like, is Mariah going to be featured on an Ariana's new album? <laughs> I need it. I want it so badly. That's what the world needs now. Okay. It's what the world literally now does. Absolutely. Um, Hugh Grant hated filming Wonka. <laughs> okay. I saw that. <laughs> he hates filming everything now. I slightly hate making films, but I have a lot of children and need to make money. Which, you know, hey. he went to the Casey Wilson school of being honest and telling the truth. Yeah. Um, and I feel like I need to talk about this because Jackson was so excited. It's, it is sports related. So it's not really our wheelhouse. But hey, we've moved into to God talk. We're moving into sports talk as well. God and sports, guys. God and sports. The baseball phenom Shohei Otani has signed with the L.A. Dodgers. The Dodgers is Jackson's favorite team. We live in L.A. And so I've been to several Dodgers games as well because I am, again, boyfriend of the year. I pushed him all around the Huntington Gardens this yeah, weekend. Yeah, that's really. a sport in itself. Absolutely it is. And he was, guess, okay, it's a 10-year contract. Um, how much do you think this man was paid? And also, just so we're clear, Shohei Otani, from what I understand, is as good of a pitcher as he is a batter. This never happens. This is like Babe Ruth shit. Like, this is something Babe Ruth did. People have not done it since. And his stats might be even better than Babe Ruth. 
he's like a once in a generation kind of athlete. Yeah, but um, is there a candy bar named after him? Not yet. Give it a give it a All minute. Right. How much money was this man paid for ten years of like allegiance to the Dodgers? <sighs> a couple hundred million. How many hundred million? Three. Seven. Oh, <laughs> this man has paid seven hundred million dollars for a ten-year contract. This is the largest sports deal ever. Like, not even just baseball. I believe he's making more than I don't know. There was another sports person that was impressive that I think he's making like three hundred million more than for this contract. It just was wild and unprecedented. And I feel like the Dodgers won in 2020, but there are people who are like, well, it was a shortened season because of COVID, blah, blah. So I hope that with Shohei Otani and Mookie Betts, uh, who's a black player, uh, that they win uh, a championship altogether because it's just, you know, I, I want to see the Dodgers win. I want to see my boyfriend happy. And I love that, you know, we're living in the age of Beyonce, a once-in-a-lifetime performer, and Shohei Otani, once-in-a-lifetime baseball player. You know? Guys, Music, sports, they can come together. They come together. On two gay mats. Yes! This is why the podcast exists. It really is. Yes. Lastly, Norman Lear died. I know. This was a huge one. Like, Norman Lear is a massive, massive... Speaking of a podcast about God, like, (laughs) Norman Lear is, like, legitimately, like, the god of, like the American sitcom. Like mm. when the American sitcom was like in its heyday. Yes. Like uh, this is, uh, he pushed the envelope. He created and produced several sitcoms, pushed the envelope for mainstream audiences, including, but not limited to all in the family mod Sanford and son one day at a time, the Jeffersons and good times. Um, that's unbelievable. I know. And, and I mean like, just like the, st- the stuff that he would put on his shows, like he wasn't afraid to like discuss racism and right. have like characters be like overtly racist right. and like, and be critical of these characters while right. also like acknowledging their humanity and mm-hmm. like how just like ridiculous they were and how, but also and most importantly, how these people were like in families that we were a part of, mm. like people saw their own family members, right. like in these people, um, to show that like it, it's not just like the people who you see on the news who are like, you know, KKK members. It's like, no, this is a problem like within families and everything. And like showing, put like showing, like putting a mirror on that. Also things like Maude with the episode where Maude has the abortion at like Mm. 47 was such a huge deal. Um, and, and I mean, he lived like such a huge, huge, like amazing, like 101 still making like TV appearances. at like the golden globes. I think last year, was it last year or the year? It wasn't the year before because there were no Golden Globes uh, the year before. But like the, I think it was last year Norman Lear won like the the TV award, the Carol Burnett uh, TV mm. Legacy Award. Um, or was that Ryan Murphy? Whatever. Norman <laughs> Lear won something. Yes. And uh, uh, and I mean like it was just like, oh, wow, he's still like making TV appearances. Like this is amazing. So yes. I mean hats off to him. Hats off to him. Absolutely. So Matt Steele. Yes. Is there any other news for idiots you'd like to tell the people about? I, I don't think so. Okay. Well, we're going to take a quick break and then be back with more 2K Matt's The Podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
All right, we're back. We are. Give the people the important information because we got a par- Christmas party coming up. Yes, by we, he means him, not me. But yes. No, no, no. We like the two gay mats. Oh, we two gay mats do. Yes, we do have a Christmas party coming up and that's coming to our Patreon this Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Pacific time. If you'd like to spend time with us, listen to a lot of great Christmas songs, Christmas music, and just enjoy the holiday season and celebrate, go to patreon.com slash two gay mats. We also just put up an early release of a video. It's our Tate McRae music video reaction. So we react to Greedy and X is our music video. And uh, they were really fucking good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which we had heard they were good, but like I was kind of blown away. Sure. Away. Um, and also, if you like the podcast, make sure to rate and review us. Give us five stars on your Apple Podcasts or on your Spotify. We only accept five stars review, but five star reviews. So if you have anything negative to say, you're going to have to keep it to yourself. Um, but yes, please do that. It really helps with the algorithm. We want this podcast to get to as many people as possible. So thank you for your consideration. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Uh, so this is Email My Heart. This yes. is the section of the podcast where we answer any questions that you guys might have. You can be a part of Email My Heart if you email us at 2gaymats at gmail.com. Two is spelled T-W-O. So this comes from the wonderful Edder. Edder, the subject line says, not casting Linda Blair in a musical. (laughs) Uh, So it says, dear Mats, Edder here. It has been a while since I have written. I am really sorry I cannot attend your 10-year celebration. I am so happy to see your channel continuously grow. I have been a fan since 2016 after I saw your review of Hamilton's cast recording. I have been on a personal journey ever since. At the time, I was still in the closet, and I clearly remember how I was afraid because of internalized homophobia to watch a video with the word gay in it. Mm. I came out at the age of 28 after after I moved from Mexico to the UK shortly after I met my boyfriend of almost seven years now. Oh, wow. In the last couple of years, the last couple of years have been difficult for me. I was doing a PhD when COVID hit and then I ran out of funding and I had to write my thesis while working as a waiter to pay the bills. But last year I got a job as a teacher and things are much better and stable now. Good. I teach physics and chemistry, but as a basic homosexual, I love <laughs> musical theater. Last year I helped co-direct my school's musical of the year, School of Rock. This year I decided to challenge myself and do something I've never done before. I will be directing the last five years next <gasps> summer. I am so excited, but also so nervous. My question for you is, do you have any tips for directing the show? The school where I work has luckily many resources. I have great support from the musical director and the drama department, but obviously I would like this to be my vision of the show. Any recommendations would be greatly appreciated. And of course you are invited to come and see the show across the pond. All the best. Your loyal Kathy Etter. Oh. Etter, first of all, congratulations on all all of it, the PhD, the like scrounging up to get that money to do yes. what you needed to do. And I'm glad that you are more stable now. Absolutely. And you got, you got your man. Yes. It sounds like you are thriving and you are directing. directing you are, you are directing now. Musical of all time. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yes. Palmer, those are, those are heavy words. Those are, words those are big words. <laughs> those are words that I've said. Yes. Okay. Okay. I mean, I do love the last five years. It's perfect. Okay. Well, how would you direct it if you were like, what is your vision of the last five years? I mean, my vision, I remember being in high school and mm. wishing that we could put on the last five years. Mm. And I mean, we had so many people who were musical theater folks that like having it just be two characters would be a tough sell for of course, the yeah. department. But um, to me, I, I feel like, and maybe I'm boring. I say keep it bare bones. Like it is an off-Broadway thing. It works because you're just seeing them perform these songs, their perspectives, and then the middle overlapping, having them both on stage. If anything, I can imagine like very beautiful set pieces happening behind them, changing the scenery as they move through time, forwards and backwards. But to me, the star of that show is always going to be the score. Sure. So overcomplicating it on stage, I feel is unnecessary. Mm. I think there are a lot of creative choices that can be made. But 
the stars of the songs and mm-hmm. the performers. Um, I guess my concern, my wonder is, are there a lot of students who would want these roles? Like, is it something that, like, maybe there are three sets of Jamie and Kathy's that, like, every night of the performance, you have a different set of people telling the story? Like, I, because that's the only worry I would have, or, like, had when I imagined doing this in my high school. I also, of course, imagined doing it with two boys. <laughs> of course. No, I no, always all. picture the last five years, it's two boys. I am Kathy. I am Kathy. And like, some real hot guys, Jamie. Yeah. <laughs> so I, those are my two ideas. It's maybe if there is a large wealth of talent, get them on stage, have them do different nights, co-headlining. And uh, if you have one night with two really talented boys, we'd love that. Oh, sure. <laughs> have like the boy-boy version Hello. And, and still call them Kathy because yes. boys can be Kathy's. Boys. We have about 73 Kathy's in the live chat right yes. now. <laughs> and more than half of them are boys, I'm sure. Sure. Yes. We did look at our uh, analytics and yes. we, I, is it mostly guys who watch us? I think it depends on the type of video. <laughs> oh, sure. Fair. Yes. Uh, but you know what? All of them Kathy's. Yes. Um, I, yeah, I agree that like the thing is that it's, the show is such a it's not a song cycle, but like no. it is, it feels like the songs are each, like you don't really need to do much more. So like simple, like for the last five years, like can really kind of be better. Some kind of simple touches that you can do is like, I always imagine when I'm directing it in my head is like, is uh, like each sort of song is like a, a piece of the timeline. And so um, when, so to sort of make it a little clear that like, oh, this, like this part of the timeline matches up, like, like, to when one person is singing their song, mm. the, so let's say Kathy is singing her song. Yes. Jamie is on the section of the stage, not necessarily doing much. It could just be like standing there doing something very simple, like mm-hmm. in where they would be when they sing their song, like, like later in the show. Oh, okay. Sort of like, like I, like I always imagine for nobody needs to know um, when Jamie is singing, Kathy is waiting. And then the do, 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 do. <laughs> I imagine lights coming up and Kathy's just sitting on the dock Oh, because that's at the point in the timeline where yes. Kathy's a, should be like singing. Um, what's it called? The, um, uh, uh, the song where she cries. Yeah. The great, the amazing, the brilliant. Um, um, uh, Oh God, the best song ever. The, the second show. one. Yes. Um, <laughs> Um, oh my god it's okay move on with the story I'll okay. tell you what it is yes and so see so, I'm smiling see I'm smiling oh my god I'm embarrassed it's okay um, and uh, so you know maybe like something like that and like she doesn't need to be doing much she's just sitting there on the dock that way it sort of shows the audience like oh we are at the spot now where Jamie uh, with Jamie where we were with Kathy like several you know minutes earlier totally. you know like simple as that I always also imagine like you know, in the days, like I assume like these days, like they met each other online. Or totally. something. And so in the whole like piano part where it's like, do, 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 do. Like Jamie is like on his phone and he's like swiping on Tinder. Oh. And then the show ends with that piano music and it's Kathy on her phone. And like oh. the final like visual we see is like she swipes and the phone lights up to signify like it's a match and then of course you know fade out Um, (laughs) oh and also like part of that I always imagine like Jamie is sitting on a chair Mm. and each time she sings the I'm a part of that part like the chorus um, she goes up to him and she like sort of like puts her hands on his chest and everything singing to the audience and then the final part uh, at some point in the song he like gets up to leave and Mm. the final part she goes back to the chair while still singing to the audience and she goes to touch him and he's not there and so for the that one she does the R and I 
Yeah. Well, not the, the R&I. Final. The oh. final. She's like, I'm part of that R&I. I'm a part of that. I'm a part of, I'm a part of that. And then she goes to touch. And then the do, 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 do. Is she like realizes like, oh, he's not there. And then she like looks off to oh. see where he went. I know. It's very specific. Uh, yeah. What do you think I do in my head all day? I stage musicals, bitch. I love that. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. Some ideas. Yes. Let us know how it goes. We're so excited. Like, because you know how we feel about Kathy and the like. And you know, Jamie has some good songs. <laughs> You know, I'm still mad. Still mad. We're mad at Jamie, guys. Uh, so do you have anything for two gay minutes? I don't have anything for two gay minutes. See, do you? I do, and I don't really have it giving me moments. So I just need a couple minutes to get a little mad about something. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. I'll still time it. You can time for it. For the fun. Yeah. All right. All right, guys, this is Two Gay Minutes. This is the section of the podcast where one of us rants to the other Matt about something that the other Matt doesn't give a shit about yes. for two minutes yes. and two minutes only. And But we're sort of combining giving you moments and Two Gay Minutes for you. But whatever, it's guys. Fine. These rules aren't real. Matt Palmer, are you <laughs> yes, ready? Yes, I'm oh, ready. Ready, set, go. The fact that it has taken me so much time, effort, energy, and Amazon packages to still not be able to set up my two motherfucking monitors the way that I want to is maddening. Like, why do I need to buy a dock with two HDMI outs? My USB-C out with my HDMI out does not work for some reason. It messes up the streams. It overheats my computer. And then I find out that my other computer that's available here is an Apple M1 computer. It's not a pro, it's a regular. And I get all of the things ready. I have every connective piece that I need. I start plugging the things in and I'm like, it's only showing up on one screen. The other screen is showing like a, a, the exact, it's mirroring the image on screen number one. And I look it up and for whatever reason, the only types of Apple computers that cannot be on multiple extended streams are the Apple M1 computers. Like this computer, which is older than it, and a pro can have two uh, fucking external monitors, but this fucking M1 computer can only allow you to have one monitor. And it's like, all my only thing that I want in life is to have two computer monitors to never open either laptop and to be able to switch back and forth from my personal computer to my work computer. And it has been so impossible to set this up. And as a person who feels like they're good with tech, yeah. it should not be this difficult. I've made one final purchase. It is coming tomorrow. I'll try to get this dock to work the way that I want it to. And then I will give up. If I'm still bothering with this on Thursday, Matt Steele, you have to be like, Matt seconds. you have to fucking give up because I just cannot spend more of my life upset about this because the dream is two monitors. Is that so much to fucking ask in this life? In 2023, it shouldn't be this hard. I'm furious. Well, you know what you need? What do I need? A miracle from God. (laughs) And that is why this is now a God (laughs) podcast, ladies and gentlemen. You know what, Matt Palmer? Yes. I hear you. I'm glad that that was a two game minutes because like I really didn't get much. I know. (laughs) But... I hear you. I'm having the same struggles with, you remember like months ago when I, I was having problems with like creating AAF files yes. for the episodes of the shorts I was doing. Well, now we're trying to sound mix the trailer mm. and it's just, I'm having like other issues with creating AAF files for that. And I'm just like, as someone who is very not tech oriented, <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know what to do at this right. point. Like I, it's, it's so frustrating. So I hear you. It's going to happen. We're going to look back on this and laugh. And we, one day we will have two beautiful monitors we that we will, you know, be able or, to look at ourselves. Or I will make peace with the single monitor. It's a better monitor. The one that I have, it was worth the purchase, but I need to be open with the fact that maybe this doesn't work out. Sometimes things don't work out and this is the lesson. But maybe the lesson is keep trying, but I can't keep trying forever. Uh, you know what? I say never give up. I know I have to give up. <laughs> I cannot spend my Christmas worrying about my monitors. You know what I'm saying? Mm, okay. Fair. Yeah. Fair. You don't want to like ruin your Christmas. I don't. I have a teeny tiny giving me moments and all I'll say is 
Real Housewives of Salt Lake City is so fucking excellent. And they cast all wants us to hate Monica. And we only have two episodes left. I still fucking love her. So I don't know what she does that's so bad in these final two episodes that you're going to think you're going to put her on an island in which the fans won't like her. But you guys just need to integrate her into the cast. You cannot ice her out because she's currently the fan favorite. Also, Married to Medicine is the best show on Bravo at the moment. Everyone should be watching. There's rumors that Quad is only in the next two episodes and then not in the rest of the season, which is upsetting to me because all the giant drama that has happened so far has been with Quad. Why would we ice her out of the show? Just like stop icing out the characters we like. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. So guys, I saw two pieces of cinema this week and they were both so fucking excellent. I I loved both so much. I remember when the Maestro trailer dropped, I was just immediately just like, I'm going to love this and loved it. I did. (laughs) I saw it by myself, I believe Tuesday night and Bradley fucking Cooper directed the fuck out of Maestro. Okay. Like every single shot, and I was listening to his DGA like podcast interview um, like after I saw it and everything and the way he talked he was just like yeah it was really kind of scary because like I had everything planned so much that like we didn't get coverage of other ways of doing things in mm. case it you know didn't work out like we literally just like had every we shot everything like the way I like planned on having it edited and everything just one way mm. and it worked out so you can tell that everything is so precise Every it, it feels like like for those of you you don't know, he's playing um, the uh, famous composer and very very famous uh, conductor Leonard Bernstein, and um, who's considered like the first like great American conductor, mm-hmm. and uh, so. Every part of this movie just feels so beautifully planned and like it feels like he is like really conducting like this movie. It just feels so there's just something about that just feels so like beautifully choreographed and mm. and and the way like things flow into each other. The transitions in this movie are so fantastic. Wow. Like the way they'll be like, you know, sitting like at a picnic table and then he'll like grab uh, uh, his wife's hand and they'll like run out what is supposed to be like their back door or, and like they'll suddenly be in a theater and like it's like magical very musicalized transitions like that and That's you know cool. I'm a fucking sucker for that shit yes. and seeing how he handled those transitions like just made me in the theater just be like Bradley Cooper if you don't direct a fucking musical next <laughs> of like I need you to direct a musical and like an old fashioned musical mm. like like because he just you can tell he had such a reverence for it the performances are fucking excellent Bradley Cooper is amazing as Leonard Bernstein. I mean, there is one scene mm. where he's literally just conducting this giant piece in this church. And Leonard Bernstein was a very like animated conductor. And what he does in this entire scene, mm. it's just like, oh, you could like not speak a word in the entire movie and have the movie just be him conducting and it would be Oscar worthy. Wow. Like, like the way how his physicality is just so thrilling and so like like involved and so like you can tell he did like so much research like for this role and really put himself into it. But let me tell you, <laughs> Carrie Mulligan as his wife, Felicia Montalegro. I've heard about this. Who, uh, uh, she plays um, uh, Leonard Bernstein's wife and she's mm. very, the movie is essentially about their relationship. Okay. It's not as much about like him composing X or Y or Z or anything. It's right. the move. The heart of the movie is their relationship. So she is just as big of a role as him. And she is so fantastic. Like in a role that like you would think like, oh, it's a movie about Leonard Bernstein. Like the wife like probably comes like secondary. Like she probably fades in the background. Oh, fuck no. She is so fantastic. There is one fight scene that they have that is all shot in a wide. And um, it takes like spoiler alert, I guess it takes place on 
Thanksgiving okay. in New York City as the Thanksgiving Day Parade is happening. Oh, that's cool. And she, like, her in that scene in the wide is like mind blowingly good. And it's really funny because the Thanksgiving day parade is like happening. So like right. as they're like arguing with each other, this giant like Snoopy balloon like passes by the window. <laughs> like there's so many wonderful, like whimsical, mo- like visual moments that are so just cinematic and beautiful. It's a great, great movie. I highly recommend it. It's also on Netflix, but like see it in the theater. Come on. It's music. You want to see music with the big speakers? Mm. Come on. I'll probably see it on Netflix. Sure. Whatever. <laughs> but I saw another movie on Wednesday with my friend Corey. I went to a SAG Foundation screening uh, with a Q&A afterwards with the lead actors. And that is a German movie called The Zone of Interest. Okay. Um, and it is directed by actually a British director named Jonathan Glazer, who directed the movie Birth, which is an iconic movie. Everyone needs <laughs> to see. But anyway, The Zone of Interest, it won the Palme d'Or. Not, it didn't win the Palme d'Or. It won uh, the Cannes Award for um, uh, the Director Award, essentially, mm, okay. uh, at the Cannes Film Festival. And... It starts off like you see this like German family and it looks like, you know, the first half of the 1900s. And so you're just like, uh oh, yeah, like, because like, you see them like and they're like, you know, swimming in a pond. It's like a mother, father and a bunch of kids. And you're like, oh, they look like such a lovely family. You know, they're having such a good time. And then you follow them to their home and like you see them do their tasks around the home. And you're like, they seem like a lovely couple and everything. And you're like, oh, but wait, let's remember the time yes, period. So I'm more scared about what's to happen. And all throughout the movie, you like you hear things like just like a scattered gunshot or something or like a scattered like flame or Mm. something like something burning. And as the movie is going on, you realize where they live. You realize that the guy who is the husband, he is sort of like the the commander of Auschwitz and like he's sort of running Auschwitz. And they're literally living next door to Auschwitz. And mm. like the wall that like, you know, borders their backyard and everything is literally the border of Auschwitz. Lord. And so, and the entire movie, I can't, there's not like a plot in the sense that like this happens, then this happens, then this happens. It's more so you are for an hour and a half, you are just watching this family live their lives. I'm, like there isn't even like a close up of any of them really. Like everything is in a why. Mm. And so you're literally just observing them go through life. But the way Jonathan Glazer like adds like sound design and 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 that kind of stuff like it sets such a mood that's like so it becomes so horrifying and and so creepy and so like sad. Yeah. It, it's the way it's all done is really fascinating. And you were you would literally think that um, oh a movie just watching this family like live their lives like how interesting can that be? It's I like couldn't peel my eyes off the really? screen. Like it was right. so interesting because the entire time you're also like hearing these sounds and experiencing this whole thing and the relationship they have with, you know, their maids and stuff who you realize are, you know, like Jewish people mm. who they essentially like took from Auschwitz and essentially said like, instead of being in the camp, you will be like our maids and stuff. Um, and like, like in the beginning of the movie, you see the wife uh, played by Sandra Hewler. Um, she gets this like fur coat, like in a package and she like mm. puts it on and she looks at it and she finds like lipstick in the pocket. And then she also like, um, and then she like gives it back to someone and she's like, Oh, like stitch this up. There's like a tear here. And it's like, did she buy this coat or whatever? And then you realize like, Oh no, this was a coat from like a prisoner that like was just given to her. Like she's taking these people's stuff and, and she has this other bag where she gives to the maids like in the beginning before you really know what's happening and she dumps it out and there are these like, like undergarments in there Mm. that are relatively nice. And she's like, each of you pick one, you can only get one, pick your favorite. And the maids like go through and like pick which one they want. And then you realize like, Oh, like these are, 
like these like Jewish maids are having to like 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 she thinks she's doing something nice like I'm right. giving you a gift when like they're really picking like undergarments from people who are at, in Auschwitz right oh now. My God, it's and but it's it's. It's so fascinating the way it is done. And it, today it just won the LA Film Critics Award for director and picture. Wow. I loved it. It's 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 just it's you can't like take your eyes away yeah, from the screen. And the, the performances like, are really good. Um even though like the point isn't to really get invested in the characters at right. all. It's to sort of get invested with the environment and the lifestyle. And I won't say anything else that happens, but like uh, more stuff does happen. It's just such a fascinating movie that I loved, loved, okay. loved. I'm so, glad it was effective. It yep, just sounds yeah. Sounds dark. It's it's sounds dark. It's very very dark. Yes. Yeah, and it's very upsetting. But the way it's done, especially with the sound design, is I would love it if it won the Oscar for sound design. Mm. Oh, I would love that. Okay. Oh, I would love that. Well, I guess we'll have to see next yeah. February, March. Yeah, and I think I think it could get a director nomination. Okay. I really do. Um, I would love it if it got in for best picture. Yeah, really loved it. And the Q and A was really fun afterwards. Oh, good. Was uh, it with the director? No, it was with the the lead actors. Oh, like okay. Sandra Hewler was there because she's also in the movie Anatomy of a Fall, which which won the Palme d'Or at Cannes Film Festival. Wow. Um, so she was in like the two top like award movies she's at Cannes. Yeah, and so she's. Um, uh, probably she's likely to get nominated for anatomy of a fall. So of course she's in LA, like given every interview, <laughs> of course, uh, but she's fantastic in this as well. Like, like I really recommend that everyone see it. It's really, really <sighs> All great. right. It sounds tough, but yeah. I'm glad you enjoyed it. It yeah. sounds like it was effective. Oh, and in the end, fun. what happens in the ends is really, really well done. Okay. It's so well done. Yeah. So, well, is there anything else you want to tell the people before we say goodbye? Before I you run to so. this Christmas party, you gotta go to. I'm not go gonna to? run. I'm gonna drive at a steady pace. Okay. I'm not gonna rush. Okay. Yeah. Nothing else to tell the people. No. <laughs> All right. <laughs> not really, guys. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening and watching. We'll be back next week with more Two Game Mats, the podcast. Bye. Bye.